0: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Subwave Network podcast. I'm Lou.
1: And I'm Scott.
0: And welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. Well, usually we are talking about Doctor Who on the most part and maybe a bit of simping. This week we thought we would would we, mellow down a bit and, and get all cosy because it is Mental Health Awareness Week and we thought we would do an episode based around this so, Scott, Doctor Who and mental health—that's going to be our first topic.
1: Brilliant. Thoughts? Um, thoughts? Well, the the first episode that I think of, and the first episode that a lot of people think of, would be Vincent and the Doctor. Yes, it was the first. Um, was probably the first time that Doctor Who had really tackled mental health in a big way. Um, yeah, you had. Richard Curtis in to guest write, You know, the, the man writes brilliant stories. Um, the, the casting in this just to, you know, talk about the episode itself very briefly. First of all, the casting is brilliant. Tony Curran is brilliant. The, the chemistry between the doctor Amy and Vincent is amazing. And the way that they tackle Vincent's mental health is it's really interesting especially at the end where you get the showing Vincent the future and he sees the Musee d'Orsay and he sees everything and he's you know he's crying tears of joy and he goes back and he's all you know pumped up and and Amy thinks that there's going to be loads of new paintings and they go back and no because it's it's a lot more complicated than that You know. Yeah. Um. Yes, gone.
0: I would just quickly like to add in to listeners at this point, which I should have done before introduced the segment. I'm apologising now, but um, this may get a bit heavy. This this next segment, what we're talking about, Vincent and the Doctor, and the next episode of Choice that we will be talking about. So we're going to be adding in a timestamp which you can skip to in our description. If you don't want to hear a pretty heavy topic I just want to pre-warn that now
1: yeah very important because yes. this episode centers on the the depression and the you know the life and tragic death of of Vincent van Gogh
0: yes and there will be another another episode which we'll talk about which doesn't include as tragic as tragic of an ending but still has very heavily uh, just as much in that topic. So we're looking out for you guys. Right, back back to the uh episode.
1: Back to the episode. Um I wanna I wanna bring up a a moment of positivity in what is gonna be otherwise a tough discussion, not just about this episode, but throughout the course of our whole podcast episode. Um, it's a quote that comes from the end of this story delivered by Matt Smith. It's one which I have personally gone back and looked at in in tough times. It's one that I have uh, sent to other people to try and um, give them a positive when they've gone through tough. T- in fact, I sent it to a friend um, a couple of weeks ago um, when they were going through a tough time. The quote, the way I see it, every life is a pile of good things and bad things. The good things don't always soften the bad things, but vice versa, the bad things don't spoil the good things or make them unimportant.
0: Oh, I like
1: that. And the way that Matt Smith delivers that quote, and I think I may have missed out a word in there somewhere, uh, but the way that he delivers that quote and him and Karen Gillen on screen at that moment, it it's always a thing that I've gone back to as, as a positive in that episode. And it's, it's something that I'm someone who looks to um, music or to film and TV to, to find uplifting moments in, in tough times. And that quote is definitely something that has always done that for me.
0: I I really like that quote. It's, It's something like, a lot of people who are not as struggling like not as not as in in deep i'm trying to figure out where to put it it's it's quite like that which to people who don't really struggle with mental health issues to an extent that most people or some people like it depends mental health is a spectrum it's like some people will just look at that and be like oh that's such a nice quote but then there's some people who like Look at that quote when they're in such a dark time, and that's just like a little thing that's like, he's right. Like I, I, I got to keep going, etc., etc., etc. Like you know, just, just, just a little positive boost for yourself.
1: It's yeah, it's a, it's a thing. You know, that episode came out I think about ten years ago now. Um, but it's, it's a quote that if I'm having a bad day, I can look back on that quote and go, okay it's a bad day this is adding to you know whatever's just happened is adding to the pile of bad things but that doesn't spoil the good things and you can still take pride in the good moments and still remember the good moments you know that another quote from the episode there is surprisingly always hope no matter how dark things seem and how bad things get there are always things that can bring me joy, and and there is always hope out there.
0: Yeah. Um, honestly, like bits and the doctor is such a beautiful episode, and I'm glad that I got to see it at such a young age, which sounds weird. That sounds very weird to some people, but I was like seven when this aired, and obviously I was a big viewer at this point in time, and this was one of the first times I'd ever really seen mental health at that extent, and it was like, wow, people feel like this, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, my therapist. (laughs) 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 <laughs> 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 sorry i wanted to make some positivity here yeah but, but you know like having an episode like that at such a young age is so important because i get it it's a bit heavy for some viewers but i mean if you're watching doctor Who at a young age you-
1: yeah it's, it's all right do you, do you want some more positivity go ahead um karen gillen and tony karen flirting throughout the whole episode is yeah amazing um, the
0: sunflower scene the sunflower is scene my favorite
1: and obviously, everything that Bill Nye is involved in his his um un, uncredited Sonny, yeah. no the other the other Bill Nye <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the the uncredited <laughs> cameo from the legend who wears a bow tie almost as good if not better than Matt Smith, um, oh, who delivers such a brilliant monologue about. Vincent van Gogh at the end yeah. um, I mean of course all written by Richard Curtis and if you don't know who Richard Curtis is he you know Love Actually, Vicar of Dibley about seven other things um, that are all absolutely brilliant you know yes. it, it couldn't I don't think it would have been done as well with a different writer
0: Hmm.
1: It, um, it really stands out for me
0: Honestly, this episode is such an amazing one, and the way they portrayed Vincent—it's the same. Whenever anyone tackles mental health in a show, you have to do it right. Otherwise, the people who can relate to that character are going to feel like you're mocking them. And all
1: of yeah, this, you like you ha- you have to do someone like that justice. Someone to- that so many people look up to and has he inspired so, so many.
0: Well. They they did him so well. And a reason why Vincent and the doctor probably means a lot to like some people as well is, Vincent was believed to have bipolar disorder. Like, that was a thing that people thought he would have suffered from. And for people who have Suffered from that, you might possibly find a bit of yourself in a character that's on a show that's getting actually written well. It's not like um, people with—I can't remember what the, sh- the movie's called. It's like Split or something.
1: Yeah, Split with the um, the yeah. uh, James McAvoy.
0: Yeah, so like some people, well, most people who suffer from like dissociative identity disorder don't really feel like they can resonate with that film because it was pretty much like a bad display of what they have. And it's like Vince and the Doctor, in my opinion, is such a good episode for you to feel like yourself is being done justice by a show. And it's the same way I feel about Miss Yasmin Khan in "Can You Hear Me?"
1: Yes, I can. <laughs>
0: um. So, is it okay for? Us yes, us? of course. Right. right, hello, folks. I'm going to be talking about uh. Probably one of the most meaningful Episodes in Doctor Who to me So it's it's a known Fact at this point that 13 is my doctor But something that Definitely like Was like Wow I can't believe Like I get this in, in my Doctor's era was the episode Can you hear me?
1: Yes I can Sorry I won't do that again
0: <laughs> <laughs> So we Are seeing watching has like so at the start of it I believe Yaz is like when she gets home she she's like late and she was like what and a lot of people assumed it was for a job interview when they first saw the trailer for the episode but it turns out she was like for an anniversary dinner with her sister which we then established that it was a remarkable day for her because it was a day where she was going to have an an attempt but the police officer came and changed her mind and just having a character like Yaz on screen is such like like a lot of her characteristics now make sense because of that episode like as someone who suffers with depression and anxiety like Yaz always looking to the doctor for praise is like what you're doing it's it's like whenever somebody compliments something i'm doing it's like wow thank you like it's such a small little boost and it's like that makes sense to why yaz was always looking for like some sort of like praise and it's why when she was like think when she thought she found an alien planet in the dark do- she she got really beaten down when it wasn't because it was something that she was proud in herself that she did and it turned out it wasn't right and it but like she still got the praise for it. it it's like That episode for Yaz's character was such a remarkable one. And we also get to see Graham's anxiety about his cancer coming back. Which, um, I'm not going to go too much into 13's response, but I also... I do um, kind of
1: relate to it, though.
0: Yes. I I also... um, Please do not hate me, listeners, but I'm kind of glad they did that, because as someone... As, as a character, 13 can't exactly handle every single issue that's thrown at her. And with cancer being such a difficult topic, 13 is the person who doesn't know what to say to the person. You're not always going to be able to say the right things to the right people, you, especially with st- stuff like that. So I'm kind of glad that they, they had 13 not be able to handle it to herself. Because it was like, right, well, if they did have her be, like, full support and stuff, how would they do it without hurting people's feelings, etc. cetera. So I'm kind of glad that they did that. Um, to be honest with you, TARDIS fam actually all have some sort of thing that everyone can relate to. Anxiety about cancer. Um, Yaz having a past with depression. Um, Ryan's dyspraxia. Is that did I say it right? Yeah. And 13, actually, like you wouldn't think it for some weirdo who eats dirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 13 being socially awkward at times. That's something that people can relate to. Not everyone's gonna be the most talkative person. Trying to make small talk for people is difficult. So thirteen being that like portrayal for people. Like this is just me going off on one about a team and the family, like one of my biggest comforts. It's because you can find a bit of yourself in all of them. Like Brian, when you're feeling down about yourself, you always have to remind yourself, like, you can do it, like you've got this, and not to let the thing that's holding you back aka his like dysphraxia. You can't let things like that stop you from trying to achieve goals. It's the same as like you can't let one bad day stop you from completing the Mario Kart course. I had to do a Mario Kart reference on the podcast. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> also,
1: it, was, it was such a serious point that it just ended with Mario Kart.
0: I'm socially awkward.
1: <laughs> Same,
0: okay, uh, okay. I'm gonna let you speak a bit, okay that th- th- thank thank
1: you for thank you for that um verbal permission to uh speak um i mean i do as i said i'm i'm gonna start at the end with the like i do kind of relate to um 13's response at the end like you know as a as a child especially i was i was shy and would have considered myself a little bit socially awkward um that still can uh you know continued to a slightly lesser extent in uh, adulthood and you you don't always know the the exact right thing to say Um,
0: yeah
1: and you know from from the writer's standpoint obviously they probably didn't know what the doctor would have said then um but it did seem very relatable to to have this person who even sometimes you will turn to someone who you think has all the answers and you think is this all knowing you know brilliant person but that doesn't mean that they will know the right thing to say in 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 any given moment yeah but it... also to to be like 13 and to be like Ryan in this episode you know like you can you can do a lot by just being there listening not laughing and and Just and being just, a comfort. Just, exactly, just being a comfort. Just being a, just being a mate.
0: Not, no you. You want two mates?
1: No, a mate. I want a mate.
0: Well, you're not mating with me, sunshine.
1: <laughs>
0: <coughs> <coughs> oh, of course, oh, of course. We bring up uh, the doctor and uh, what's the name again? I
1: forgot. Oh, really? The episode <laughs> I didn't want you to make that joke it's oh, all right god. it's all right but yeah you know there will always be someone that will be there to listen you know fear doesn't just go away you know
0: i mean especially therapists if you pay them enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh god <sighs> I'll, I'll be everyone's therapist if you want um i don't charge and, and but i will charge you 13 picks if you, want, if you want me to bring my uh, inner therapist back out. I'm really trying to make this a really light like, situation. As much I, as I, I
1: know, I know.
0: Um, can, can I talk about a bit more about Yaz? Because I really want to hear...
1: <laughs> of course you talk can. About... Talk a little bit more about this Yasmin Khan.
0: It, well, I really just want to focus on her in this episode. Because... What like I said, Yaz suffering with depression has been was like something when I first watched that episode that I cried about afterwards. (laughs) Because normally like you don't really get a character openly like that on Doctor Who. And I mean, with how the show's passed has been you don't really get to see in depth moments like that from characters. And like, as I've mentioned in many, many episodes, 13 is my doctor. Like, she's my comfort. Like, um, let me say this later on, because I think I did mention this in our interview. Um, as some, like, when you suffer with mental health, you always need that constant that makes you feel better. And that's why 13 and the fam are something that's so, are so important to me. They're my constant because Doctor Who, well Doctor Who in itself they're they're always going to be a constant for me because no matter what I can go back and watch episodes or like I know there's going to be future episodes whenever COVID decides to bugger off you know (laughs) Um, and like I mean the podcast has now become a constant that actually makes me like have something to do in the week and it's always like right, feeling sad Get out of bed and edit the episode. Stop feeling sorry for yourself for five minutes. (laughs) Like you will not believe how many times I felt really like uh and then I'm like oh my god I've got to edit this episode it's out in two days and then I'm like I'm like do you want to see some real speed and it's like sonic music playing in the background you know the one that I'm talking about right Mm -hmm. the meme one that's just playing in the back of my mind and it's like suddenly I'm listening back to what we were talking about on the episode and like I start feeling better because I know that this podcast is something that I'm doing for fun to do that makes me it's Happy, and I'm sure it makes you feel happy. I mean, if it doesn't, yeah. I, don't, I
1: don't. know why. <laughs> uh, yeah, if, it, if I didn't enjoy this, I don't know why we're still doing it. No, this this podcast has has brought me an an immense sense of pride. Um, with with some of the episodes that uh, have already been released, um, and episodes that are in the works that that we haven't even you know thought about yet. There, and I mean, and this episode especially, um, is is bringing me a lot of a lot of pride.
0: It's like, it's like a baby growing up, except I don't like babies, so it's like a kitten growing up.
1: I was going to go with like a baby Groot, but yeah, go for a kitten.
0: What about oh, but cats? Cats. They're like the best things ever. Anyways, back on track. I really wanted to get my point about Yaz Cross, but I keep... My mind is doing laps <laughs> at the moment. And it's... <laughs> it's, it's like... 13 comes to mind as soon as I start talking, and it's like, oh. This
1: is what happens when you're in charge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's, oh God. It's going to be even worse next year. (laughs) Just pre warning. Um, But yeah, so because Doctor Who was like, is such a big thing in my life, having a character that I can physically relate to as much as I do Yaz, it was like, oh my God. They did that. Like, that is something that I can relate to, you know, like, it, it's like when you see someone on TV and that they have the exact same outfit as you, you're like, oh my god, that's me, it's like, Yaz yes, episode, it made me, like, it made me feel so much better and, like, made me feel a bit less, like, bleh, you know, it's like when you feel alone in the world. It's like you have always gotta have something that makes you feel better. And Yaz yes, being someone I can relate to strongly. I mean, in other senses, other than feeling depressed and stuff. You know, she uh, she, she, she waves the she, she waves the rainbow flag. I mean, yeah, <laughs> Central. Um, but yeah. I I don't know how everyone else felt about that episode but as someone who pretty much struggles quite badly at times with stuff like that it was such a comfort knowing that a character that I love also is going through and has gone through the same thing. It was like thank you Doctor Who, you actually did something good to me this season. Scott. Yeah, in
1: in terms of um in terms of Doctor Who being a constant, it's definitely been one of the most important things in my life in recent years. I mean, you know, I I discovered the Sarah Jane Adventures back in two thousand and seven, um, and have been watching Doctor Who like properly since twenty ten, and so we're talking, you know, now the past thirteen years of my life. This this show or the the extension of this show. Um, you know, that's that's almost two thirds of of my life. Um it, it's been Only
0: two thirds.
1: It's been I've yeah.
0: done it since I can understand TV try harder. <laughs> kidding, kidding, kidding.
1: I was gonna say that, but that was that was that was actually gonna turn into a serious point there. Sorry. Um, that's all right. it's all right. We 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 have to we have to bring in the lightheartedness when we can. Um, I know I'm slacking, um, and and you know and you know yeah. what the uh, Chuckle Brothers always said: no slacking. Um, no slacking. I can't believe I just made a Chuckle Brothers reference on the podcast.
0: <laughs> on a mental mm-hmm.
1: G- Genuinely, I think I think that's actually the reference I'm most proud of. Um, <laughs> to to be completely <laughs> honest with you, listeners, because um, that show was also a big part of my childhood pre Doctor Who, probably. Um, No, but so for Doctor Who to be, I'll get back to my point, Doctor Who to be a show that um, to some extent I've been involved with for, you know, about two thirds of my life. It's even for a show that continually changes, you know, the only constant in the show is change. It has been one of the most important things to me in terms of a constant, in terms of it being there for me. That I can go back and revisit and
0: Yeah. It's it's like um as well like music and it's like whenever you're feeling sad, you always have that one song that makes you laugh. For me, it just so happens to be take on me. <laughs> <laughs> um I just wanted everyone to know about the fact that that song still lives in my mind rent free at the moment um I, I faint sometimes when I'm just sat there in silence or when I'm playing um on my PlayStation with Scott it just faintly in the background of my mind I can hear like the intro beats echoing and it's like it's not playing but like I can just faintly hear it in the back of my mind and I'm like nice <laughs> um but you know like Things like Doctor Who, things like music, things like films, TV shows, like fandoms, all of this stuff, you've always got a constant that you don't realize you have until you actually sit down and focus on it. Like, and constants are such an important thing for people. And special interests are very important for people.
1: Yeah, there's everyone, you know, has their own thing that they can go to when they need you know something a bit uplifting whether it is a tv show or a film or a book or an album or a song or you know etc etc
0: or a video of Ronnie falling off stage or, in London
1: or a video of someone falling off stage in London <laughs> Um, oh God!
0: If she listens to the... this episode back, if she actually listens to this episode back, hi Bronny, if you're actually listening, um, nice.
1: And any
0: anyway,
1: <laughs> anyway, yeah And obviously, you know, something that I'm going to get onto a little bit later is the is the kind of the negative side of of some of these, you know, fandoms and groups of people, yeah, and social media and all that stuff that I want to get into. But for the like positive side first. You know the there are things that, for me personally, like can bring me joy. You know whether that's you know an episode, an episode of like Matt Smith and and Karen Gillan Doctor Who back you know back in like series five, or whether that's a um, you know a Taylor Swift doll. I wrote. So I I used to have a weekly blog blog um, which went monthly during the pandemic. Um, this which, is, which has this, now gone like this is not seasonal. uh no there was a there was a post out um uh not that this is a plug but um Summersweb.wordpress.com um hashtag ad uh one man and his laptop so i wrote a blog about like the last decade at the beginning of the year and in it i included like music and tv and film that stood out to me and I just got a text the day after the post came out from a friend of mine that said, um, "So, so, so the last ten years you basically watched Marvel movies and listened to Taylor Swift," and I was like, "Yeah, you know, there's yeah. the 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 mu- music has been something that's definitely been very important um, for me in my life recently as someone who uh, I I moved schools, you know, more than uh, more than most people." Did during uh, during their school life? I went to. I don't know. I want to say at at least five. Or Wait, four.
0: you've went to multiple schools too. Yeah,
1: like like four or five different schools between the age of like five and uh, eighteen. Um, you know, which led to not forming you know, those close friendships or when I did form those close friendships, then moving on and then not staying in touch with people the way that I wanted to. Yeah. Um, I was always someone at school who was friends with the clever kids, but kind of like the least intelligent of that group of clever kids, um, which led then to more like anxiety about exams, leading to not doing as well in exams as I maybe should have, leading to, you know, another change of school and you know going down that path so during all of that time especially you know big i i really looking back now i really noticed that it kind of started around the sort of like 15 16 year old point um i i changed schools after GCSEs, so around that point like music started to become even more important to me um and i mean i mean i do cite like taylor swift as one of the artists that you know i started to listen to back in like 2012 and yeah and you know if you that she's got a song for any mood she's got you know more than enough songs if you're feeling sad um you know there's songs there's melancholy songs there's there's happy songs there's there's a song for any mood and there's lots of other artists like you know ellie goulding's brought me a lot of joy listening to her music way way back um little bit of um ariana grande um we're talking way back <laughs> um,
0: like 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 back like the like like, like, like to run around with the dinosaurs
1: no yeah like 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 2013 era um
0: so you were the dinosaurs era
1: yeah yeah um yeah, yeah. um on a, on a spaceship um <laughs> But, yeah, you know, it was things like music like that and and you know it's comic book films are a much more recent thing that I find comfort in, and same with sort of like Star Wars and other sci-fi and things like that. but yeah, you know, everyone's got to find their own comforts and you go back to those comforts, but obviously there is also the negative side, if I can touch on that. Yes, because
0: I will also like to bring up some negatives that Um, I don't really talk about.
1: In terms of, you know, I at times threw myself into a Twitter account to talk with other fans of whatever it may be, an artist, a TV show, etc., etc. And fandom on Twitter and other social media sites can get really toxic and there's issues with gatekeeping and sometimes it's a really unpleasant place to be like that. You know, there are also yeah. really good sides to it. And, you know, we're the generation that is is online more than ever and is the first real generation to, like, develop online friendships, you know, m- the, the way that the older generations don't understand as a concept.
0: And they kind of look down on it at times. Like, I'm thankful that my my dad and stuff are, like, so used to me having online friends from such, like, not from such a young age, but, like...
1: (laughs) From an age at which it was acceptable.
0: Well, no, because, I mean, I was given access to the internet when I shouldn't have. Okay. MySpace (laughs) here Hi. Hi. That
1: doesn't even make sense. (laughs) You
0: know, like, when MySpace was, like... Was, like,
1: closing down as a thing.
0: No, I'm not talking about closing down. I'm, I'm talking about like when um, scene kids used to like run around the internet, I, like yeah. start of YouTube era. Mm-hmm. Like, I I didn't make loads of friends, but like over the years, like playing like games like Movie Star Planet, Animal Jam, Throwbacks. There, I made friends. I was waiting and, for like, Club
1: Penguin there to be honest.
0: I didn't really play Club Penguin that much. Oh, okay. Don't uh, at me. I was I was more of an Animal Jam person. Hmm. Like,
1: but. In, me,
0: I have
1: in terms of um like online friendships, I kind of look at it in a similar way to um obviously a far less unprofessional way, but people who recommend that like you know, if you're suffering that you go and you know talk to someone, go and talk to a therapist, obviously that is someone who is trained to and who, you know, knows how to talk to you about that stuff. <sighs>
0: Well, I can argue in, because my therapist did garbage.
1: Okay. But in general, but it's also because people think that if it's someone that you don't know personally, you are more likely to open up. But that's that's the, not the case. Not always that's the it.
0: case. <laughs> well like can I just quickly say like when I went and saw a therapist, like it made me feel worse than better because like I don't know how many people listening to this podcast have been to a therapist. Or if this is just my experience with one. Um, he basically was getting really annoyed because, like, my mental health took a really bad toll towards, um, like, the end of last year. And it got to a point where, I, like, I did not want to be at the appointments, So I just rang up sick for one of them. But, like, I still went, obviously. But there was times where, like, with my personal life, there were things that I could not change. So I had to skip appointments, but I rescheduled. Like I rang up, I rescheduled. He got so annoyed that he was like, "Right, I'm just gonna like discharge you because you're not attending these." And I'm like, "Thank you." Well, like I find more comfort talking to my friends than yeah, I did which, in a therapist. Which
1: was the point that I was um
0: was going to make. Yeah,
1: was going to make the thing of like talk, and even you know in the t- in the world of internet friendships and stuff, and sometimes if you don't. Like know a person personally and don't you know see them every day, you might be more <laughs> likely to. Um, don't see
0: them every day. Or don't
1: yeah okay. I was talking more in a pre-COVID world, like comparing or
0: happy or you know. You, you can see them quite often it just so happens that they're standing a row behind you at gig, you never <laughs> with them until lockdown starts and then it's like oh great we could have been speaking this whole time but you were just like behind me <laughs> this whole
1: time well yeah, i mean that- you know what and then like going and starting a podcast with them something like that you mean you mean yeah, you mean that start, sort of like, thing
0: like who'd do that,
1: that I'd, no i no idea yeah no i was more talking about you know like like the friends that I saw at school every day for five years and then didn't talk to again, whereas these, you know, someone that, that I met, you know, through a mutual friend on Twitter or something that, that you can open up with. I don't know where you're going with all of this, starting a podcast with someone that stood a row behind <laughs> you at a Bronny gig or anything. You
0: know? what, what, what the hell are you talking about? You know, that is very dangerous. You never know. One of, one of them could be could be some loser in a trench coat. That
1: happens to have rainbow stripes on it. Hmm. Um, could I, whilst <laughs> we're you know going a bit back and forth, um, there's there's something I want to bring up, and I haven't mentioned this to you beforehand, just to warn you. There's uh-huh. there's a there's a term that exists in the world, which I can't, I you know toyed whether I wanted to bring it up on this episode. Um,
0: and and now you decided that toy is getting thrown into the room and
1: uh, no no now i'm decided to bring it up because i i'm interested to hear your thoughts on it it's a word which i severely dislike and is a word which has kind of been created to allow what would have been called as bullying to exist in a quote playful manner that is the word banter
0: Right, I have very mixed opinions on this. because if you both are mutual friends and you do it back and forth to each other, or like the other person knows that you're definitely joking, that's kind of like a different circumstance. But if you're like just being like, "Oh my God, look at your shoes are so disgusting, ha uh, banter to someone you never really talk to in that manner. Then that's kind of a different thing. I don't know if you kind of
1: well, if it's kind of because for me personally, it comes from a world of of toxic masculinity, essentially. Yes. Um. And
0: well, I will say, like, I I actually despise people who are like that, like the toxic mm-hmm. masculinity, like the people who are like, oh my, like this is something that I'm going to bring up from a personal point of view as someone this is going to be like something i'm gonna not be as open about on the podcast but i kind of think it's worth bringing up for the point as someone who doesn't identify with their assigned gender at birth seeing people who are like why don't boys dress like this and it's like boys in skirts it's like okay but when a trans male does it you're like oh but you're supposed to be trans you're supposed to not do that and it's like shut the f up with that toxic masculinity he looks stunning in that skirt why is it you're being like such a gatekeeping sis you know like stuff like that really bothers me because it's like if dudes want to go around wearing skirts i applaud you but why is it such a different thing when it's someone who's trans like i don't really want to get that deep into this i'm just going to try and quickly sum this up quickly so we don't have to have a really heavy topic like that but like I personally don't understand why there's such toxic masculinity like around like the stigma that men can't be I don't even like the term feminine to be honest. It's like why can't men go around wearing skirts and makeup? Like why can't wh- why can't girls go around at, like not being the stereotypical girl? jesus christ i just quoted even from a, a even
1: from a like really like really base level of you know i spoke you know 10 minutes ago whatever it was talking about about the fact that i listened to taylor swift as a comfort that is something that i never would have said you know five years ago because it would have led to this banter of essentially people taking the mick and taking the piss out of you yeah. for liking something that wasn't, like... you know, cool to like or wasn't something that yeah. that someone like me should be, you know, listening to or watching or liking, you know.
0: Well, even now there is still that, like, toxic energy. Like, I, I think there needs to be a line drawn between, like, like, personally to me, just gender in a whole is a social construct because you see kids nowadays, like, little boys wanting to wear princess dresses and then all the boomers are like oh my god, they're turning the kids gay, and it's like, no, like, why are you stopping a kid wearing that? Like, when I was young I used to dress like the goddamn 11th Doctor for crying out loud.
1: I mean, that's because he's the best
0: 13, shut up, 13 <laughs> didn't um,
1: exist at that point
0: but, you know, like it, it's like why are we bringing up such toxic views? I mean, on kids as well, like, I know this isn't really an episode where I thought I'd be discussing this, but I really want to. And it also ties in with mental health in a general talk. You're ruining young children's mental health at such a small age because they want to express themselves. Like, kids nowadays feel more comfortable to come out as, like, whether they want to identify as, you know, like, when even when i was younger like it was still a kind of thing where like kids couldn't really talk about being trans because parents would be like oh but like you're too young how do you know about this and that leads to kids suppressing their feelings and then later on in life it just becomes a really bad thing like it's all of this thing where it's like especially the older generation, they think it's funny to prod jokes and call us snowflakes and stuff for being sensitive on these things. But give me the chance as a child to fully express myself the way I want to. And it's like, I would have been like a completely different person. Like, I'm so glad kids nowadays can feel somewhat comfortable coming out as trans at such a young age because that means you can start helping them with their treatment and make sure this is their decision instead of waiting till it's too late. You know, like... Why are we bringing such negative views into the world like about things like toxic masculinity, like little boys wearing dresses, not allowed, but like li- like little girls in army uniforms, that's somewhat allowed, as long as it's the feminine ones. You know, like, why what, I just don't understand this whole thing of like why why is there a need to pick on men who don't like the stereotypical men things, you know? Like why 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 are we having stereotypical things for people anyways? Like I'm sorry, but like if if a guy wants wants to like I don't know. As if a guy wants to do ballet, why are we suddenly being mean? As a society we should just be like, oh, it is what it is. Like, that's why I have so much hope in Gen Z, because we're not the type of generation to be like that. But all, also at the same time, there's, like, people in Gen Z who are like, let's have this energy towards men, but if it's a trans male it's like, no. You're supposed to be this. And it's the same with people who are, like, non-binary or, like, don't conform. To agenda, it's like you're supposed to owe people an androgynous look where you look neither male nor female, and it's like, what the hell? What's the point? Like, there's no ba- like if there's no base thing, and then it's like, why are we setting these stupid, stupid, stupid examples to people? Because then that's just stopping people from being who they want to be, and then that also just makes them feel like there and that makes mental health go nah, and then it's just like nah. Sorry. No, sorry. I really went off on one. Um, I really went off on one. Yeah. There. No, but even I went somewhere, you know,
1: a lot of our generation are more accepting. But I've had, you know, personal instances with people who at one time I may have called a, a friend or an acquaintance that, you know, looking back on now severely like took a toll on my mental health, the way that some of them spoke to me. Yeah. You know things like, things that that were were written off as banter but things that were incredibly offensive or racist or sexist or like not I like I don't want to bring up you know specific examples. You don't have to. But we're just we are talking
0: in general yeah.
1: Here. It it's you know looking back now it 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 was something which like the you know this is a whole societal problem which is a low whole long thing to get into in what is already going to be a very long um episode yeah (laughs) um but if i can just you know if i can relate it back to 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 something like doctor who briefly you know Things like the way that quote fans talk about what you know Chris Chibnall is doing with the show and what Stephen Moffat did with it before and Russell T Davies before that. And you know, ev- everyone's entitled to an opinion, you know, as long as it's somewhat educated and you cannot like someone else's opinion, but don't go out and you know, it's like it's like the supposed Star Wars fans that that have, um, you know, run um, Kelly Marie Tran and Daisy Ridley off social media just because they didn't like what writers did with their characters.
0: Yeah, it's it's like um...
1: just just be kind.
0: Yeah, it's like okay, so there's there's like friendship banter back and forth between friends. But then there's the banter that people are, like, being all, like... Like, we have that joke about Chibnall, but in reality, it's, like, we're not actually going to go out of our way to bully Chibnall. Like, that's that's not what we're doing. We're just literally being, like, ha-ha, ha, Chibnall. You know, like, there's there's a line where it's, like, you're being funny in general and you're just prodding at a joke that everyone else is. But then there is also the line of, like, you're crossing where it's, like, straight up just being... What is yeah you know
1: a, i you know i'm i might say that i you know was not a fan of a particular episode for example or not a, <laughs> not a fan of what you know he, love what, no, no, yeah. or not, or not a fan action. of of what a writer or a showrunner did at that particular moment but i would never you know take it as far to attack the writer directly
0: directly there's like there's banter where it's just literally prodding stupid jokes uh,
1: like have a problem with with the work of art itself don't have a problem with the person
0: person. yeah like it's how people separate the artist from the music sometimes like if it was like you don't hate the whole band you just hate the one person that's done something wrong but the rest of the work hasn't yeah, you know, I don't know how to explain this. Well, but it's 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 like banter between friends, where you're joking around, you know each other's joking, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, that's okay, in my opinion. I don't know how you feel. Well,
1: about that. the 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 problem is is when is if both people don't have the same limits.
0: Yeah. Is... Well, I mean, establishing the limits first hand, and then and then obviously, having and
1: then acknowledging what you do if you do cross the line
0: yeah you apologize and, and make sure they're okay like and
1: don't do it again
0: exactly which i think some people need to learn
1: i think there's a lot of people out there Un- unfortunately the people that the need to no, but the people that need to learn those lessons are not going to be listening to this podcast and the people who are listening to these podcast this podcast i think already know I have enough faith in our listeners that I think they already know the 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 rules, as it were. And they are already, you know, I'm having a lot of faith in, in our listeners here, um, are already, you know, upstanding members of society, um, or at least haven't done anything, you know, really offensive recently.
0: Yeah. And if you had... I have no idea what just dropped, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm There's something just dropped in the corner of my room
1: That's, that's alright, we'll just move on from it
0: Yeah um, But I do really want to quickly say If you're one of those types of people that And you're listening to our podcast That is going to Because I know we have a lot of older listeners And this is not single-handedly pointing at you all But it's like If you're the type of person To make younger people feel uncomfortable for things like you know like just because you don't like a way a certain doctor was written and it's their favourite doctor it doesn't give the right to start bashing their doctor in front of them you know do that in your own time to yourself in the mirror not to them you know yes and if somehow we do get like a bunch of because of our guest feature if you guys are new here um and you're just listening to this episode. Please be nice. Like, I, I swear to God, I will get my two Sonics out that are 13th and start dual wielding them like katanas, and start lobbing them at you.
1: To please um, behave. To to quote the twelfth Doctor, always try don't to be, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, not don't <dope>, oh. Al- <laughs> Always always try to be nice, but never fail to be kind exactly there was there was a whole hashtag be kind that came out after um Caroline Flack died um and and then and then, and then two weird. weeks later you see the same media going and bashing more celebrities you know
0: yeah. it's those um... who
1: um, what's the line those who uh, don't listen to history are condemned to to see it repeated. Um, I'm paraphrasing slightly.
0: It's okay. But, like, I think as a society we all need to be a lot more aware. Because, not to sound like one of those snowflakes that people don't like, but things that people do, especially towards things they don't understand, is only going to make the problem worse. I think that's where i'm trying to say this you know like just because you don't understand something doesn't mean you can constantly prod nasty things towards it you know it's like it's like go and you do don't... your
1: research
0: yeah it's like people who don't like a certain tv show like people who haven't watched a certain tv show but just banter around by taking the mick out of it because people are doing it it's like unless it's riverdale i don't like <laughs> personal thing Sorry, but I don't like Riverdale.
1: And but but if Riverdale, you were talking to someone who Riverdale was their like favorite Riverdale. show.
0: I mean, I'll tell them I don't like Riverdale, but I'll like it's the same way like I'm not really interested in Hollyoaks, but because one of my friends loves it, I'll happily sit and listen to what's going on in Hollyoaks in in group chats and stuff and in messages because I know they like it. It's the same way as, like, I can just run into, like, someone's DMs and start screaming about um something, like, a favourite drag performer of mine.
1: <laughs> they don't
0: care, but they'll still listen. And
1: M- Might like... have happened once or twice in my DMs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> listen, listen, Scott has to deal with so much from my end. Like, he has to, at least once, once every few days, he has to listen to me screaming about something that's going on in one of my anime games. And I appreciate the fact that he actually acts like he cares when he probably just wants it to be over. It's like I, I don't care what's going on in this clash, trial. I don't even know what a Junko Enoshima is. What are you telling me right now, child?
1: No, see, I just, I just <laughs> care about like my friends and their interests. Like, I know, I know that's a pretty radical thing for some people.
0: Oh my! Yeah, oh, <laughs> listen, listen, you're about to like,
1: have, like, I, have I, I just extended this episode by like twenty minutes with that statement? <laughs>
0: You probably, you probably just like caused like, <clears throat> you've probably just caused a mini war between our listeners. Like, can't wait for oh, the nice. comments
1: on this episode. There better be comments.
0: <laughs> it's it's going to be interesting, right? Um, since we've spoken a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot,
1: it's a very long one this do, week.
0: Do, do we want to introduce our guests?
1: I, I think that is a brilliant idea.
0: Right. So, um. We now have our guest segment, which I really want to bring up how painful, painful the technical difficulties were for this. So if you're here literally just for this segment, I swear to God, you better have listened to this whole episode or I will find you and I will throw cheese at your car windows and your house windows and not the good cheese you know the really the really dodgy american cheese that are in the slices you get out of the packet
1: um i would just like to add that i will not be throwing any cheese at anyone um especially if you're lactose intolerant that would just be really mean
0: but people who are lactose intolerant don't actually care about being lactose intolerant. The amount of lactose intolerant people I know that have just downed a bucket of like milk, right? Like during this recording.
1: Okay, but remember that bit where we were going to be um understanding of people's um need.
0: They... Yes, yes. I'm just saying. If why are people who are lactose intolerant such 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 daredevils? <laughs> like anyway, should, should should we
1: move on from the cheese to our guest?
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, I can't remember. if No, we did introduce her on the thing, but I'm going to do it again. So, next in the studio, which isn't even a studio, it was a Zoom call, which I don't like Zoom, but whatever, we have bronnie who is someone who has played a big part in my life and probably a big part in scots i mean if it wasn't for her this podcast wouldn't have existed because you know two people meeting over the internet making a podcast with each other is such a non-existent thing in this in this group right?
1: right yeah there's 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 literally like no other podcasts in the world especially about dr who and especially recorded over the internet
0: yeah no like we're clearly in person right
1: Mm -hmm. now um high five so sorry socially distanced high five
0: i (laughs) clapped my hands together and it hurt
1: (laughs) but yes this is Bronny is someone who whose music has been important in both of our lives and who uh is important in this podcast in it being created and uh you know what being one of the inspirations, um, and I'll let Lou do the rest of the talking.
0: Well, I mean, I think um, it's safe to say we can just insert audio here of the uh, interview, and we shall see you guys after. Over to you, past me, who at the time was future me, but is now past me. And now joining us on the podcast is Bronnie Hughes. Bronnie is the lead singer for the band Bronnie. All four of their EPs have charted top three in the UK rock charts and they have also charted in many other countries. She's also a mental health ambassador and has very kindly agreed to join us this week to talk about mental health. Thank you for joining us, Bronnie. Hello. Thank you for having me, you guys. You're very welcome. So we're going to kick start with a question.
2: What does oh, let's mental go. Health, What does mental health mean to you? mental health oh what's it mean to me it's a load of different things isn't it really i think it's different for everyone um what do you think about mental health either you can think of mental health as in good or bad as in right this is your health so you're looking after yourself you try to look after yourself or you know how you're feeling right now and it could be really bad so it a lot of people they didn't realize that you know mental health is as important as physical health um so it's very i don't know it's it's kind of like hard to put isn't it um it's totally different for everyone
0: yeah uh, i mean i like that um like explanation it's it's, it's 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 not a lot of people tend to think mental health is like something you time with your physical health because a lot of people mm-hmm just instantly think oh yeah mental health anxiety depression oh you're too sad to get out of bed need to. It's, it's like a whole like platform of things like you could be feeling great one day but still have like all these negative thoughts and you're just pushing through to try and be good and like scar oh it, yeah it, well i mean right, it, yeah, it's course,
1: as important yeah. if not more important than your physical health and mm-hmm. it's not something that people seem to like bring up as much as they should which oh, is 100%. why we're bringing it to light here
2: and with with physical health, if you want to get healthier physically, you think, okay, right, I'm gonna, you know, oh, I'm muted now. Okay, um, it says you know, <laughs> reading out the laptop. Um, you know, when it's uh, physical health, you think, okay, right. So, if you know you've been eating too many pizzas, or uh, you know you're gonna be like, right, I'm gonna eat healthier, gonna do this, gonna go on a walk, gonna do this. Whereas to with mental health, because it's not, you know, no no one really speaks about it, especially in schools. In schools, if, you know, you you had physical phys ed or whatever, you know, uh, PE, um, you didn't have a whole lesson about mental health, but you did physical, so you knew how to stay healthy physically. Whereas with mental health, you kind of, I think a lot of people get confused as to, they don't totally know what to do to make themselves feel better Um, and, and also, physical health helps a lot. You know, nature is the biggest high that you can get. You know, naturally, um, I've spoken to so many people about that, and um, yeah, it's it's just, it's just. It, it, I feel like it's a big trial and error thing of knowing what makes what makes you feel better. It could be um, distancing yourself from toxic people that could totally ruin it, or you know. The way, you, the way you live, you could be, you know, eating a bit shy, constantly staying in bed and that will make you, you know, it, it's going to make your mental health feel worse. So it definitely is a trial and error of what you like, you know, what you know um, makes you feel better and stuff.
0: Yeah. And yeah. bringing up how you mentioned not a lot of people talk about mental health, it's also like a lot of people only like to keep a certain image of mental health in their mind like with anxiety people think oh yeah it's just you're scared to talk to people you're scared to do this but there's like a whole other side of it and it's like you're constantly like overthinking something so small that you're going to do that it like tears you up inside like you you don't want to confront someone about something that would make you feel better because you're scared of the outcome it's like a bunch of things people have in their mind about mental health it's like great let's keep this in mind but then let's also just be like the, the stuff that they don't want to see, like the, the like gross hygiene, like all the all the like relapse, like relapses and stuff like that. Like people don't want to talk about that because like they don't like thinking about that. Because a lot of people tend to have a bad day and be like, "I'm gonna just give myself like a, a beat up and like not talk to people." And I don't know how I'm explaining well. Oh you know, no, no, no I totally totally understand. Yeah, it's not the best, it,
2: <laughs> but. No. Uh, i i when i when i was a kid i used to and i didn't realize that i i wasn't the only one that felt like this but i would literally get so nervous to speak to anyone to do anything um and i didn't realize that it, it was anxiety i just thought oh it's it's just me like no one else must go you know go along with it they, they must not know how i feel because oh my gosh i can't can't even eat i can't even do anything um and it was really when i got into probably sixth form uh sixth form when people started talking we had the odd a little lecture about mental health and uh you know explaining what depression is explaining what anxiety is and how it can be not like it's it's totally normal as well for people to get anxious about something because that means you're human. You have emotions and it's totally normal for people to get really really sad and depressed about something. Um it's just a case of if you if you feel depressed every day for and you know really really anxious and you don't remember what it is. If you know over a couple of weeks you know that's when you should really go and speak to someone but I think everybody has had you know dips of you know anxiety and depression and it's totally normal but um, it was really until I you know uh, was taught about it that I didn't feel totally alone and then obviously being in the music industry um, you just backstage with everyone and you chatting to fans all the time and everyone's the same do you know what I mean so I think it's really nice as well Um, How the music industry, um, you know artists and fans, there's a big barrier broken now because everyone can chat on social media um, And I I, I love it, social media can be amazing but obviously it can be terrible as well But in in a positive light when you look at the Buddy Project um, They're literally pairing hundreds of thousands of people from around the world who are going through the same stuff Similar ages, similar interests and um just talking it out because
0: the, the yeah yeah um Scott and you yeah in. no um, got so
1: you you mentioned the uh, Buddy Project. Can you just um, like explain a bit more about what it is for the benefit of some of our listeners?
2: Yeah. Okay. So the Buddy Project is a mental health uh, awareness organisation. It is non-profit. So you basically sign up to their website and you know it type types in um uh type in the type of music you like uh your favorite you know bands and artists stuff like that uh where you live how old you are um how you identify yourself um loads of facts about that and they pair you up with uh people of similar interests so it's i think it's done over half a million it's paired over half a million uh people together and
0: it's amazing because it's just like your own little pen pal yeah and um, it's it's like a really nice thing as well because like they specify like you don't even need to talk to this person about anything down it's just literally someone who's want who wants to be your friend like you're not having to worry like oh my god this person's gonna hate me like they're into the same stuff as you are like they give you like five options mm-hmm. I believe and they pick like your top option and so on and so forth And, like, the time I did it, like, way, way back in 2018 when, like, Dance of the Devil came out and, like, all of you first became their ambassador and stuff. Like, it was so much fun, like, meeting someone who, you know, like, was just the same,
2: pretty much, yeah. Oh, 100%. And I feel like people who haven't had, uh, who haven't, you know, seeing someone about it like a therapist it can be really daunting um so i think to have that first step as you know speaking to someone who's just like you in a way can be better than you know because you, you do get i do get some fans you know saying like oh my gosh i'm I'm going to like my therapist for the first time ever i'm so nervous i don't know what to say you know what 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 do i say and i'm like I don't know. Um, it's it's because it's literally totally different for everyone. But having someone who you know that you can confide in, and um, who was you know being through the same stuff as you, like the same interests, it's totally easier to you know maybe get some advice um, off them of how
0: they can cope with certain things. Yeah, because having someone in your life that is is always going to have a certain interest with you. It's like having a constant because like we're gonna bring this up in. Our main talking points, but always having a constant for people with mental health is something that's so important. Like, whether it's music, like your favorite artist, they're always going to be a constant for you because you can always go back and listen to their music and that will make you feel better. Like, so having someone there who's going to be there for you to talk about, like, you've had a bad day, but hey, your new favorite TV show has an episode, let's go talk about it with your new friend. You know, it's it's all like. Simple, small things like mm-hmm. that that people like on Project Buddy, especially like, definitely help
2: people with. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and also
1: it's uh, like it pairs you up with people of similar age, so you're going through the same sort of things, and you're only going on that site to find someone else who is you know who is going to help you, and it is it's a it's a nice positive way of pairing up people. Oh, 100%.
2: Right. Yeah. it It's not like, you know, it's not like you're a 14-year-old and you're going to get paired up with, like, a 7 year old man. Like, it's, you know, it's all... Do you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> it's all very, very safe. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't think... <laughs> uh... Moving on! Moving. <laughs> it is! It's yeah. very safe. It's a very safe website. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about this. Um... So, like you said, um, you're in you're in the music industry, like how how do you find your mental health affecting and not affecting your work, you know, like how how do you go about having like a bad week? Like especially when you were touring like a lot. Like how did you go around having a bad week and then not obviously letting it affect everything? You know? I don't know if that sounds like how I wanted it to come out but I know. Um,
2: it's weird i'm such a perfectionist so i have to be doing things 24 7 um music wise so if if i were to ever have a day where i'm like oh i'm just gonna sit in bed and watch netflix i will hate myself for a week and i will literally so that's I, i guess it's good do you know what i mean so it means that like i do work hard and make sure that um but then sometimes and that's that's me knowing like right i know that if i slack these next couple of days my mental health is going to be shit but you know sometimes when it just springs up on you and you randomly feel anxious or you randomly feel really depressed it's hard but i mean definitely when it was when we were you know in normal times you know non-quarantine um i mean i I, I, (laughs) what
1: what are these before times you speak of
2: yeah um right. when it was you know in just say like last year or whatever, if I was having a shit week, I know that I would be able to see Pete and Chris like for most of the week, and they would always just cheer me up um, and same with I always knew like right with the gig, so I can look forward to that um but and then being on tour i've I don't know, I think because um music when when you're on stage you're releasing all these endorphins aren't you so like you're literally feeling amazing and then you come off stage and it's the biggest high to the biggest low ever it's insane like sometimes i'll come off stage i'll be so hyped and i'll be like oh my god that was amazing yes meet and greet and then sometimes i'll come off stage and i'm like i don't even want to see anyone but like for half an hour and then if i could just relax and then go see everyone it'd be amazing but um but then as soon as i walk out and start meet and greet room afterwards and meet the fans. I'm like, why was I depressed after coming off? If I've had a really, really shit performance um, and I'm just like, oh, I just want to like sit in my room and just go over my performance, but then it's it's another good thing seeing all the fans because you know, if it weren't for them, I would be getting to tour like around the uk europe america so it literally just brings a bigger smile so i, I would say i seeing is like it's like a little medicine high do you know what i mean like you get to and you all get to have like amazing chats and stuff and um
1: yeah,
2: yeah. i mean like said, it's, it's literally it, it's a different day <laughs> different day with mental health every day really your so constant
0: tends awesome. to be your fans and your work and that's good yeah everything i say yeah. makes sense when i get to it <laughs> i'm not talking about hell yeah that.
2: also i'm the worst person i literally so if you're a hughes it means that you chat shit 24 <laughs> 7 which is me so i i could i could make a one like one sentence last like two hours so just tell me nah, we like having talking segments about our podcast. You like yeah, Scott? Yeah, yeah. Scott tends to ramble on. <laughs>
1: uh, I I may hey. occasionally ramble on.
2: Okay, dude with twins. Okay,
1: occasionally, occasionally every episode about three times.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Something I want to bring up <laughs> as well because you obviously work with Pete and Chris. Male mental health is not talked about enough, and Scott, this is your time to die. This this,
1: this 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 is. Be the yeah.
0: voice for the people. Hell yes, yeah, Scott. I'm the
1: voice of the peoples. Yeah, male mental health. Let's go. Yeah, it's not a. I, I will I, oh, leap into action. Yeah, it's it's really it still does to me seem to be like quite a big stigma around like talking about any mental health and especially um, male mental health. Like, I I you know wonder for you like Bronny, do you get like different sorts of questions from male fans as opposed to? To other fans about like mental health is that a, is
2: that a thing no i actually get the if if not i get more replies from guys asking questions about mental health which is which is like you know it you wouldn't have thought but you know my my uh i'm not sure if you saw one of our interviews with jill mcmahon from uh america so she is a grief counselor and she said that of all you know, all the people that she um, uh, speaks with, so many are guys saying, Oh my gosh, like who, who, do I, who do I go speak to about my mental health? Um, I feel really silly, I feel really like. Whereas to the girls who um, go up to her and say, Okay, um, you know, mental health, I'm feeling like shit, they just, I don't know, she said, like, they can just feel so much more confident. Whereas to with guys, it's kind of like a big. Oh, I'm meant to be like a manly man, I should be feeling like this, but uh, what should I do? Trying to play it off as cool but um, it is it is a big stigma for sure um, but I feel like now, especially with social media um, you know, guys can yeah, be it, more open you it, know, It's
1: definitely is to starting to yeah, change because sure. yeah, there does still seem to be the thing of like the, oh you know, men you just get on with things and it's like, a, no we don't No, like you know stiff upper lip no you don't you don't we don't talk about things and yeah social media is definitely something that is obviously a positive and a negative but it is something that is helping people because it isn't it isn't a natural thing like if we compare it back to physical health like physical health like it's obvious to someone if they look at you and you're limping you're like oh we've got a limp like go and see someone and get it checked out but people can't see if there's something going on up here if you're just if you're still smiling through it Mm -hmm. they've got no idea and it's not as much of a thing of you should go and talk to this person and 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 try and sort out what the problem is
2: oh yeah for sure um every everyone everyone is very good at acting uh that they're okay when they're not and um i i guess it's another thing that people don't want like if if i was having a really shit day and I knew that I was going to see a load of fans or a load of friends, I'm going to be like, hey, how's it going? And I'll put on more of an act, just because I don't want them to think of me as, oh, Ronnie, she's like, you know, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's like Ross from friends when he's like... It, I,
0: it's it's um, difficult as well, like, when, when you really want to talk to someone about your mental health, but then you're also there, like, doubting yourself and being like, see, that, that's an inconvenience to that day, so how about we turn this crowd upside down tell everyone i'm fine then like 10 minutes later you're just there in the bathroom with this person like i'm sorry i didn't tell you earlier like this is like escalating like I, i think we need to as a society like make it normal like to go up to someone and be like yeah i'm i'm not all there today so like i may need to talk to you at some point i may not just dare
1: you know like it's like that thing when like you you like meet up with a bunch of friends and you do the the the, the, like you're right yeah i'm good you're right like they're not actually asking you are you all right they're just like saying hi and like they're just expecting you to respond like yeah all good like it's not a thing of yeah yeah. it's rare
2: it's it's rare for someone to be like no i've had a shit week like i um unless unless you're really close mates, but I was really surprised, because I, uh, we we're on tour, I, I won't say the band and all that, but, um, I was, we were all backstage, and I was like, oh, dude, how have you been? Yeah, you been alright? And, uh, he was like, no, do you know what? I've been really shit, mental health's been really rubbish, but I got out of bed yesterday, and that was, uh, the best thing I did all day, so I'm pretty stoked about that, so, well, uh, and I was just like, this just never happens, um, and it, it made me, you know, want to chat to them more, and, um, and especially when you know what they're yeah. going through, you kind of look out for them more. It's kind of like looking out for your mates in school. What was that? Like? Um, <laughs> so
0: oh. I'm homeschooled
2: about? heartbroken. Looking out for your mates. It's like it's like looking after your cats. <laughs> looking out for them. Yeah, my
1: cat the other
2: day.
1: It was great. Oh dear. <laughs> right. No, it's it, fine. It, it's like looking out for your PlayStation controller. Oh. <laughs>
2: Yes. Stop. Looking out for your good Stop. old iPhone yeah. charger.
0: You do know how many times I've had to be like, guys, mm-hmm. I can't find my controller.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> every every evening, <laughs> it's always right. Box up, leave me like, protect me in this game. I've got to find my controller. No, I've it... lost my AirPods. Yeah, so no,
1: it's your controller. TV's about to turn off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just kind of like me every hour. Like right, mentally, I'm turning off. Alone now, <laughs> going for a nap.
2: Not actually, nothing. That is literally me with my phone. I
0: lose it. I, mu- I must lose it at least twice a day. See, mine's always in my pocket, so I have it with me. But everything else, like whether it's like iPad pads, Air- like AirPods, everything that I can lose, I lose. Like I lost one of the bracelets that I- I've been wearing like every day for
1: past two days. I w- I once oh. lost my iPod Touch for about a year. True story. It was in my house. <laughs> in the- my the- house laptop. for about a year. Eventually found yeah. it.
0: Did you have replay on it?
1: Charlie's no.
0: Like <laughs> Simple. Did Try. you have get a grip
2: on it?
1: This, no. this, 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 this refer- was from before uh, I discovered your music. Otherwise, of course, I'd have had to get a grip on it.
2: Okay. That, that's, a, that's a good response there, Scott. Scott. <laughs> you're, you're just trying to save yourself from getting mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, don't play with fire. We get burnt we'll get burnt but what if oh, what, yeah. anyways back on track this is like a normal podcast episode um so yeah it, it's 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 like i want to also bring up you actually um you're like the reason why this podcast technically very technical like, very underground technical. Like, we've got to go, like, past, like, all the
1: Doctor Who, all the Fortnite, all the. One <laughs> of the. Yes. Yeah, actually, no. Yeah. I was going to say one of the reasons, but it is genuinely the reason.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, that's awesome to hear. Like. Thanks, guys. It all ties back into the fact that you have such, like, an open fan base where everyone's super mm-hmm. sweet. And, like, if it wasn't for, That's like, what I like, love about this fan
2: base. And there's never any beef because everyone is just so. Freaking chill. <laughs> that's what I love. Do you know Because I mean? no, most bands, they all have like the problematic fans, but I just don't. I love it. I'm but very very happy have, about that.
0: you just have meme makers and like <laughs> Oh, exactly. That is what I love, the dudes. You have the bros, the gays, the memes. That's about it. Hell yeah. Got you. Get to be in. This, and that's all in I this need. a bros
2: club. <laughs> bros yeah, club.
0: Yeah, th- yeah.
1: There's about four of us. <laughs>
0: so i i think i get the honorable mention in that group
1: yeah okay so there's now five congratulations you'll have to bring the uh the the drinks next time (laughs) no okay
0: right (laughs) but yeah like i think if you're going to have such a sweet fan base it's 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 nice that they all know that like you can make friends with anyone Like uh, without putting myself too much on a high horse here, I used to be like pretty known. I still kind of am. Like a lot of people still know like my presence in the fan base. And like people have been like you know what? I was really intimidated by you when
1: I was set like. One of them, one of them over here. (laughs) I don't get it. I knew (laughs) knew of your presence before I actually spoke to you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's the thing like, but like, it's not like a scary presence. It's more like, oh my god, it's them again. They're back. They're doing whatever <laughs> the hell they're doing this way. They're back. And it's like, it's it's nice knowing that even people with a presence are like they're not gonna bite your head off the second you go into a conversation yeah. with them. So, hundred percent, yeah. It, and also, like you as an artist, like you're not, you you're not now scary. Where's Gary Wands?
2: When,
0: when was I, I met- scary? When I first met you, I was on my own and, like, you were so loud and I was just there, like, right, I'm existing in this conversation. Well, hell yeah. But, like, once people get to know that you're not, like, scary, it's nice because... Oh my god, who thinks I'm scary?
1: <laughs> You've started it now. This Uh-oh, is going to be oh, an okay. after it's we tough. finish I'm recording. and me their names. Give me the yeah, name. Name the
0: name. I'm gonna right, make a so book. This and this person and this person and this person, and this
1: person. <laughs>
0: anyways. But you know, like, I'm oh, goddamn it, this happens every time we go off You've topic not... one little bit, and my mind's gone.
1: Your fault is okay. done, though, so you know, okay, so <laughs> I'll take over.
0: <laughs> Wasn't my fault this time, right? But yeah, it's it's nice for people to always make sure they have like a nice presence around them because if you're intimidating people in a negative way that also affects people's mental health
2: oh yeah and they're not gonna want to hang out with you or support you or be in your life really yeah that's why i'm so lucky with uh with my fan base it's always been a big a big family um, do you know what I mean since day one so as in I'll literally go out my way I'll we'll I'll go around the whole of the UK all of Europe and we'll do free hangouts yeah. for free and it's, it's not like and it's just it's great because you know you get some people who if they haven't been to a gig in ages you know you get some people who get very anxious to go inside gig venues and stuff so it's really great I've had a lot of people saying oh my gosh um I never really go to gigs, but, you know, just being able to sit outside with, like, you know, 50 or, like, even, like, 100 people in, like, a city, you know, like, you're all chilled, it's not, like, a big kind of scary atmosphere, you know, in the dark, um, and then they've said, okay, I've now had the confidence to go to one of your next shows, now that I've had, like, a little taster of, like, the whole little music yeah. hangout, so that's great, you know, Um positive vibes all round for the acoustic hangouts and even when we were in Leeds and it was pissing down raining um, everyone was still having the biggest <gasps> laugh ever
0: right and we're back with
2: Bronwyn wow. hello I forgot Zoom. that we were being rec- yeah. I thought I forgot that we were doing a video call. Eyes On and made so much more effort <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing like a Hawaii dress They're gonna Santa. see it on
1: the video I know I, I was like I was like, oh right shit
0: now. I was like shit I'm gonna look topless Um like, No everyone look. not topless It's all
2: good I'll add yeah. shirt on if you
1: want Oh um, yay <laughs> Right You, you shouldn't yes. have agreed to that
2: <laughs> God Love it So
0: um up up the segment. I just d- I just want to say, like, thank you for being such an open artist. Like, with your music as well, like, raise me, I would modify not to like to be okay, dance with the devil. Like, those are the main like four cool songs when I think of like sad and curved songs, where it's just like like you can you can cry, you can get your mental health. It's by listening to not saying to okay. it's okay it's all good and then like yeah. you're, you're one to like always talk on social media openly and always to like the fans and stuff like you're always such a nice person to go into the dms to talk to when it comes to like feeling sad and stuff and yeah oh
2: my dude you're so sweet thank you like literally Whenever, like, I get so excited to do, like, I wish I could do live streams every night and just show everyone the demos, but obviously I'd end up showing them, like, everything and, like, the same demos. So, it literally, I love it when I do a live stream and you guys know, like, every single demo because you guys are there for every live stream and stuff, so, literally, it's like, play Karma, play this, and so many new fans (laughs) are like... How how do they like know these songs? I'm like, well, they know. And then and then like new fans are like, oh my god, okay, I'm gonna like like Google and like YouTube, like loads of all your old demos and stuff and try and find them and like so it's so sick. And um I just wanna thank um this is uh you guys and also everyone else listening. Um I literally would not be here without my mum and dad jokes. I know, but I literally would not be here you know writing music and living my dream career if it weren't for you know the fans and um it's not just like a oh right i'm just gonna like whack out a song and you know the amount of effort and you know time it takes to because you know i've written like like 100 songs and i have to i'll play them all on live streams you know see if if you guys kind of vibe with them or not um and i'll release it and I still get so nervous. And um it's like a really nice feeling when you get all the comments back from people saying, Oh my god, this one's my favorite song, or like this one's my favourite song. Um so yeah, just just a big thank you to everyone, because you all are legends. And to the non-Bronny
0: listeners, I, I don't know where you're running off with of that thanks. <laughs> you're
1: here for But, Doctor but Doctor for who the non oh, yeah. Bronny listeners, <laughs>
0: hell yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, Appreciate it. Um But yeah, it's it's been lovely talking. I'm here. I've had a
2: very fun time, guys. And um, just like when you were saying about when you were like when you listened to like "Dance the Devil," not too late. One of the best things for like I I love doing when I'm feeling like shit is to have a big fat cry. Because honestly, I feel ten times better afterwards. I will literally, I'll, I'll Google, like, um, if I, if I'm really sad, I'll, I'll purpose the YouTube stuff like, um, s- sad TV moments or like, um, you know, oh my God, the saddest one is when, you know, uh, army people come home and they see their family no, for no, no. like the first time and then I'll have a big cry and then I'll feel amazing afterwards and then I'll be like, okay, okay, tomorrow's another day, so, uh. I'm just chatting shit now, but uh, hey, I love to cry. <laughs> and and, for, and for
1: yeah, and for our regular Please. listeners, I I YouTube like the Eleventh Doctor's regeneration and the end of Doomsday. And <laughs> I don't cry to TV shows
0: or movies or music videos or any of that. I I, I cry when I tell myself, just cry, you little baby, get it up.
1: <laughs> okay. There, there's it's also that option. Right. There's you also want that to be option.
0: Body blobbing. Play raise me. I'm gone. Oh my dude, my dude, oh, my my guy, my 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 stepfather, my everything. <laughs> yes, we're, we're running through with it, boys. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you so much for joining us,
2: Brawny, this week. Like, thank you it, very much for having me. Is there anything you would like to plug before we end? Yes, yeah. um, my feet picks and um, no jokes, um. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i'd like to promote my uh spotify it's bronny uh my podcast which is mom it's my life and uh, i'm on all the social medias i think most of them um it is at bronny music so go follow and uh make sure you guys are following these lovely people and uh hell yeah. yeah party on you're
0: not so oh. yeah, so so
1: on on, the, on all the important ones. Sorry. Yeah, sorry to Tumblr. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry,
2: Tumblr.
1: So so sorry, Tumblr.
2: I've never been a Tumblr girl. I need to. I
1: think I had I it once.
2: Tumblr.
0: I live on Tumblr.
2: That, that, that's yes. where
0: I've moved to. I don't know anyone on there, so no one can judge me for whatever I say <laughs> or do. It's great. Hell, Spoils
2: it's about, a little like, new community.
0: I talk about the podcast on there and. Just be like, yeah, spoiler alert. this is what this with it. You get it. So if
1: you're listening to this episode after um, seeing it on Tumblr, um, tweet us, because we don't have a Tumblr account for the podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. So this is going to be some really magic in the future when this episode comes out. Back to you guys on the main broadcast. Woohoo! Right, thanks past me, future me, whatever the hell you want to call yourself this week. Um, so that was a lovely segment, wasn't it?
1: It was. Th- thank you again to uh, Bronny for joining us for that.
0: I'm going to be a wet wipe for a few minutes, so just allow it. Um, so Bronny has been such an important person in my life, and although on the surface I don't really like I don't really like to uh,
1: like saying nice things.
0: It's I just don't want to seem like one of those people who just simp twenty four seven over a person, and is which I do actually. God damn it! But um, like especially with things that I've went through over the past few years, Bronny is Bronny and Mark like. And even her mom, Jan. Big shout out to Jan, actually. Big, big shout out to Jan. Shout out Jan. Jan is, Jan is my favourite person ever. Ja, Jan,
1: Jan, is, Jan is the best person in that family. Um...
0: Yeah, so- sorry, everyone else. <laughs> followed by the cats and... Followed by the cat and yeah. mark. <laughs> yeah. But um, they've been such a big thing in my life for the past few years because... Like, when I first met Bronny, I'm going to be such a simp here. When I first met Bronny, I didn't have friends. And, like, I know people are like, oh, I don't have friends and, like, actually do have friends. Like, um, I was starting to be homeschooled at the point I met Bronny because of how bad I was getting bullied in school. And I, I spoke to people at Girl Guides when I went. Sad. Sad, I know. But, like, they never bothered talking to me outside of it. And, like, they would with each other. And I always felt like I was getting left out on jokes. So, um, I'd heard of Bronnie because of her support in Little Mix. And she happened to be playing at the same thing. And after that, like, she introduced me to so many friends. Like, three years in the making, I've had a group of friends. And they're all amazing. Um, They've dealt with so much of my BS. And then, like, with things that she's went through that I've helped and it's made like her such a more important role in my life because she's she's been like she's been like the older sister figure in my life because obviously I have a sister as well <laughs> but like Bronnie is also like another older sister I have and like I do look up to her at times, not all the time sometimes she does really stupid things like riding a skateboard in the car park and I'm falling on her ass
1: or falling off a stage in London
0: exactly, I'm not going to copy those things but Like she's been such a positive thing at times for me. Um, not high school sucks though. Jesus Christ, that's 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 something.
1: Really, I thought I thought you were good on that song. Now,
0: I still have beef with it. I I lied. I I got got over my most of the beef, but like, okay, I I like I like that one. (laughs) Well, I didn't have a high school experience. I was homeschooled, so.
1: My high school experience was nothing like that song.
0: She lied, but um yeah, I just wanted to say like a big thanks to Bronnie, if she actually is still listening to this bit, because I'm assuming she might want to listen back to a segment to find out what the hell she said. <laughs> and what we what we edited in and edited out. Um but if like I just want listeners to know, like you should definitely go check her music out. And I mean, if you're here just because we're the podcast and we do Doctor Who stuff her Etsy has um a Dalek necklace at the moment but like I'm gonna I'm gonna pick
1: but, her up a bit which here. was which was uh, or will be featured in I don't know when it's actually going out Weekend. the uh, uh, yeah the, the you will see it on show when we release the video of uh me, my interview with uh, Chris Chris
0: yeah um and like she's, one, honest, she's <laughs> honestly like such a sweet person. Like I have a really big thing about necklaces, which I don't really want to bring up on the podcast, but I'm still doing it by saying that. But I, um she she went out of her way to make it into a choker for me, which I really appreciated. So you guys should just go give her some 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 chicken nuggy love. <laughs> a vegan chicken nuggets if you must. Um and if you don't like chicken nuggets then stop listening to the podcast Kidding <gasps> Kidding Kidding
1: ah! If you don't then maybe you prefer fish fingers with or without custard. I hate
0: fish fingers.
1: Um I, I'm a fan of fish fingers. But in on terms of um Bronny, nothing to do with um fish fingers. Um I I discovered her music um it's over two over two years ago now um and it's definitely been it's a it's another artist that has been uh, very important to me and i've listened to and has obviously as you know if you listen to the interview is a, a mental health ambassador um, and has songs surrounding um different aspects of mental health um, and you know those songs have been have been really important to to so many people. And just personally, I've seen her live a few times, and every time I like step into that concert venue, like I I can't do anything except smile. Um, to the to to the point where that's almost become a bit of a reputation of mine.
0: Big reputation. <laughs> big reputation. Oh, you and me—we got a big reputation. I
1: can't believe you just brought in another Taylor reference. Sorry. No, I'm loving it. Um,
0: but uh, you know, I usually smile, but then I, I sometimes get assaulted by Bronny when she jumps off stage, and sometimes, most likely, ninety-nine point nine percent, like nine out of ten times, jumps straight onto my foot
1: or pat you on the head.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm more concerned about the the physical the, the, assault. Yeah, ma-
1: makes make sense. Point. She wears heavy boots.
0: She she has platforms. Like, we have the same docs and they're heavy. And, like, at one point I was, wearing, I was wearing my, like, Converse's to a gig and she jumped straight off stage onto my foot in those boots while I'm wearing those Converse's and I cannot tell you how much pain I was in. Like, I and also, like, when she's been jumping around in mosh pits while she's singing, there has been times where she's stepped on my foot and I'm just there like, Jesus, I should call injury lawyers for you. <laughs> but, um... You know, just speaking positively, like especially like her and her dad, they've been such positive things in my life. Most like most of the time when I need them, like sometimes they're they're, they're busy and I'm like, right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna watch from afar. But like they've brought me so many good memories, and I mean, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be. Um. You know, I wouldn't have friends, and I wouldn't have this podcast, and I wouldn't be, like, as comfortable as I am being myself, because before I, I, uh, you know, it's a sh- shocker here, everyone, um, before I went into, like, my, my now, um, like, dyed hair phase and stuff, like, I was really paranoid to dye my hair any other colour, but I really wanted to. I actually really wanted to go blue. Fun Ooh. story. I know. I was too scared, so I just Bratis went black. Blow. I turned my hair black. Don't use box dye if you are ever interested in dyeing your hair. Listeners, use go to a hairdresser or go use something that isn't box dye. It was the worst experience I ever had. But um, yeah, like they've made me feel so much more comfortable being myself. And also I want to say a big shout out to Peter Gebby, who is a member of Bronnie for also being such a massive legend. Yeah, I feel like I'm being a big simp here. <laughs> That's all right.
1: We're, we're allowed to finish on a, uh, you know, positive. positive.
0: So I want to now have Scott, because we all know <laughs> I'm going to muck this up if I did it. Scott's going to be um doing something really lovely and is going to be, um, basically, he's going to be reading out a bunch of numbers and websites and stuff like that that you guys can call or check out etc etc if you're feeling down and need and never need like something like that scott you can do a better uh, that's, yes
1: so there's uh some some websites and numbers i'll read out they will also be on our social media channels um if you need so i have three here the first is for uh mind um promotes the views and needs of people with mental health problems um these are all i shall say before i start these are all uh, UK-based, uh, but other countries have your equivalents out there. Um, please go and search out if you need to. So, um, Mind, their phone number is um, 0300 123 That's 0300 123 uh, Their phone hours are Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., Uh, or you can check out their website at mind.org.uk. The second I have is uh, the Samaritans um, for um, confidential support for people experiencing feelings of distress or despair. Uh, They have a 24-hour free phone helpline, uh, which is 116123. That's 116123 or samaritans.org.uk. Um, and the third is CALM, the Campaign Against Living Miserably. Uh, their phone number is 800 585858 That's 800 585858 And their website is thecalmzone.net. That's thecalmzone.net. Um, and for an extended list, you can go to uh, the NHS's website. Um, if you search NHS Mental Health Helplines, there is a website there that has a list of mental health charities that offer their own support. Um, as I said, those uh, numbers and websites will also be available on the Subwave Network's um, social media channels. So that's Facebook, which is facebook.com Subwave Network, on Twitter at Subwave underscore podcast, or on Instagram at Subwave Network. And if you need anything else, of course, feel free to reach out to um, us on any of our social media channels if you need anything or our email, subwave network podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah. Um, usually. Um, one of us will be available to answer. Usually Scott will be the one to answer for the um, Facebook. Definitely Facebook, actually, because I do not use Facebook. Facebook has a bunch of boomers, and I don't like Facebook. <laughs> but um, I'm always going to be active on the Instagram, no matter what. Um, even though I'm giving Scott privileges this week to upload on there. I know. I know. It's like
1: Christmas. And uh, um, if if you want to re- like reach out to one of us individually um just put that in your message on uh contact the the podcast and put that in your in your message that it's specifically for one of us and we'll make sure that the right person sees it. it
0: yeah and i mean even if it's not like it like even if it's literally just so you have someone to talk to for something like it doesn't have to be like Sad thing. It can be literally if you have something that's made you happy this week, and like none of your friends want to listen. You can come tell us. I mean, I'm I'm definitely gonna be interested if it's 13.
1: Yeah, especially if it's about Doctor Who in general. But like, um, we're always there. But even yeah, even yeah. if it's not about Doctor Who, if you know, if if you just want to come and talk positively about something in a open, nice forum, drop us a message.
0: I really like I, re- I really I really like memes as well. So if you just want to come, drop us some of those.
1: Yeah, the, L- L- Lou will um, respond with with as many memes as they can. Um, <laughs> yeah. Were what, 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 what you about two hundred memes per minute? Uh, two
0: hundred <laughs> at the moment, actually. I've been working so, on my stage. Oh,
1: very impressive.
0: I know, but yeah, we're always like open, and I mean, hey, if any of you like. Play on PlayStation and want someone <laughs> to play with, especially Fortnite, Fall Guys, Minecraft. I'm down to play Minecraft. Or I mean, you know, like if you just want someone to talk to for a bit, like we're we're down to play video games with you in a party. Yeah. Sorry, I just really wanted to see if anyone wants to play video games with us. Or I mean, I play Animal Crossing on the Switch, so if you want to play Animal Crossing with me, you're more than welcome to. I also have Mario Kart and and just dance and then you can play those online as well so and i
1: mean hey if anyone wants to talk fifa or football manager or football in general um just don't just just don't be toxic and fantasy football Don't don't be toxic and drop me a message
0: yeah yeah but like if if, um if if you do do fantasy football i don't even know the full story about it to be honest with you that's
1: that's
2: fine
0: I, i like i like to somewhat attempt to uh Join in if you want to talk to me about Liverpool, though. Send me over, send over a message. I'm, I'm, I'm. That's like pay attention to at this point in time. Although, although I do hear a lot about Spurs and West Ham from Scott and Martin. That shout. Martin's
1: getting another shout out.
0: I know. Big up to Martin, Martin. If you ever actually do listen, no, watch, watch the podcast imagine imagine the one day martin watches the podcast <laughs> hi martin
1: hello what's up hello to you
0: th- th- yeah right i think that's about covered our episode
1: that's about it yeah you want to uh tee us up for uh, next week
0: what's next week
1: Next week, uh, we'll return. I will. Wait, I'll, I'll wait, do wait, this. Oh, Should I wait, do it? Wait, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm getting the schedule
0: up. It's it, it, scheduler. it's it's um, so I'll just feel bust. Um, wait, it's
1: it's Lindsay's it's episode, isn't it? I'm right, on yeah. Right. So, spoilers, um, for next week, we've got a guest on another one,
0: another one. Three weeks in a
1: row, don't um, listeners, don't get used to this
0: please don't this is just a one-off opportunity we've got given but we're going to be talking about miss amy pond which for some reason i wrote the word stripped next to
1: okay let's let's not discuss that right now
0: (laughs) but we're going to be sitting down to talk about amy maybe a bit of rory definitely a bit of rory um
1: probably a bit of river as well
0: probably a bit of river or melody whatever you want to call her in a well, the main focus is Amy's Choice, however, it is a main companion focus, so we will be talking about uh, her overall, her stuff outside of the show, her stuff inside of the show. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be fun. We've got Lindsay on. Lindsay has already been on the podcast before, so you guys know her. She was on for our special of what. My audio cut out on my end i don't know if you heard any of that
1: Um, i heard you say special of lockdown and that was the last word i heard
0: good i had a phone call sorry i'm gonna have (laughs) to edit this out. i'm sorry that's
1: all right hey on on anchor it's really easy to edit a bit out like that
0: okay good um but yeah um i really hope you guys enjoyed this episode um you I did mean, it's like no I'm not going to do I'm not going to do Yeah, cuz
1: I I wouldn't even necessarily say enjoy is the bit. if you found this episode well, enjoyed, helpful or informative. I, yes, if you enjoyed the interview. At,
0: that's where I'm going with this. Let me I can do it. Okay. I can do. Okay. It. But like if you guys really like enjoyed the interview and you were here for the interview, consider sticking around because uh you never know when Ronnie lurks in our conversations. It happens a lot. Um, if you guys like found anything that we said in this episode like touching to you and you you, you felt comforted and uh, happy, I did. If you learned something new, congrats. The more you know. Um,
1: and if you have yeah. any other thoughts, please uh, drop us a drop us a snow. comment or an email
0: um so i'm i'm thankful that you guys stuck around if you're still here and i know this is a bit of a heavy episode so i don't mind if you uh you took a few times listening to it whatever's that's what it is um so yeah until until then well until next week that's what i should have said until next week this is the subwave network signing off
1: goodbye goodbye Thanks for listening. Enjoying the podcast? Consider giving us a review on Apple Podcasts or tell your friends about us. Want to find out more? Well you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash subwave network, follow us on Twitter at Subwave underscore podcast, or on Instagram at Subwave Network. Who 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 says the line? Is it me or is it you? I don't know. Who 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 talks first? You talk first, I talk first. Oh wait, that's from Star Wars. Oh
0: no. Uh, You take the high road, I take the low road
1: Geronimo